0: Hi everyone, I'm Molly Carr, and this is The Wedding Destination, a podcast for couples and creatives where we discuss all things destination weddings. As a destination wedding photographer, I have traveled the world and had the opportunity to work in some of the most beautiful places imaginable with some of the best and most inspiring wedding industry creatives out there. Whether you are a bride or groom planning your destination wedding, Or a wedding industry creative hoping to grow your business, welcome and welcome to today's episode of the podcast. As you listen to today's episode, we would love to see where you are and what you're up to. Snap a photo and be sure to tag us at Wedding Destination Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I am so happy that you're here and that you're tuning into a conversation that is very special to me. One of my favorite longtime clients, Monica Francis, joins me today. Not only have I had the privilege of photographing some of Monica's most cherished moments from New York to Paris to Italy and working with her to design my personal website, but she has also become one of my close personal friends in the process. Monica is the owner of Monica Francis Design, a bespoke design studio specializing in thoughtful, high-end websites for aesthetically driven entrepreneurs. Based in New York, Monica is a tastemaker and luxury travel aficionado whose celebrated personal style is effortlessly interwoven into her designs and life, which came together beautifully in her recent 10-year wedding anniversary celebration on the Amalfi Coast. Today, we'll be diving into how Monica planned a fabulous three-day destination event in Italy and infused her brand throughout the entire experience. Monica, thank you so much for joining us, and welcome to The Wedding Destination.
1: Hi, Molly. Thanks so much for having me, and thank you for that very gracious introduction.
0: You are so welcome. I am so excited to have you here, Monica. You are just one of those special women who not only oozes personal style, but you just have that innate ability to truly elevate life's moments, both big and small, and just create magic in everything you touch. I'm really looking forward to our listeners to get to know you a little better. So before we dive into all things destination events, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you got your start? Uh, let's see. I'd say I found a lot of my core
1: passions really early on. Around the time I was three years old is when I started dancing, I um, started planning parties, actually, my own birthday parties. <laughs> and you know, I was very big fan of wearing pretty dresses. And those are all things that are still very core to my life that I started so young and uh, I was not without influence. Uh, My Nana really fed all of those passions with tea parties that started before I can remember, and fashion, also travel. She took me on my first trip to Europe when I was in high school, and I also traveled a good amount growing up all around the US, Canada, Mexico, um, also Europe, and a special trip to Korea. And Let's see. In college, I was a dance major. I kept dancing. I still do, actually. And I was a dance major. That's also where I met my husband, Harrison. And we got married shortly after college. And planning that wedding was so much fun. And so much work. I designed the whole thing. Um, we had a coordinator, but I designed everything, including the stationery. And that is actually how I got started in my own wedding stationery business. And I had that stationery business for years. We had a handful of years there where we were both working freelance. And during that time, we were traveling a lot. And that's also when I started my travel and style blog. And during that time, we decided to. Take advantage of the flexibility of our work and sort of the full Schengen visa. And we went to Europe for a summer. We spent three months going mostly through France and Italy. We also stopped in Switzerland and Corsica, which is technically France, but (laughs) definitely different. And let's see, shortly after that trip, we moved to New York. And I also wound down my stationary business and transitioned into a web design business where now many of my clients are the wedding creatives that I used to work with
0: when I was working in the wedding industry myself. That's incredible. And I mean, I think it it's amazing that from age three, all of these influences have really converged for you that clearly have made you the very multifaceted woman and creative and entrepreneur that you are today. And I think that's what makes you as a designer so incredibly interesting and have such a unique perspective. And I really think that where you are now, that you're working with all of these amazing wedding creatives designing their websites. You're working with photographers, myself included. I absolutely love my website, to planners, (laughs) to floral designers. So Now that you've transitioned to that place, can you tell us a little bit more about your creative process that you're in today?
1: Absolutely. For my clients, they are pretty much all personal brands. And so their work is very personal to them. In many cases, their own taste kind of is their reputation. And it's really important to them that I create a website that feels like them, not only to them, but also to their clients that are coming to the website. And a big part of the process for me is trying to create a client experience for my clients that's as thoughtful and as elevated as the experiences that they're creating for their own clients. We put so much into that process. And so for once to have them on the receiving end of that is really meaningful to me. And part of that process is a lot of structure. I think structure breeds creativity and I like to keep it, you know, very organized, clearly planned out. Here's what's coming, here's how it's going to go. We have, you know, prep before we start design. We have lots of touching base, making sure we're on the same page throughout and being that organized allows us to really focus on achieving the aesthetic and the impact that we're looking for in the website. And all that collaboration through the process really helps me deeply understand them and their style, their brand and business and kind of get inside it with them. And we probably do the, the deepest dive is definitely with my bespoke clients like we did for your site, that deep, intensive dive into everything about Molly Carr and Molly Carr photography before we start building it out into a website. And I also have the Taylor template, which is a, just a lighter, more streamlined version that's still resulting in a site that feels like you, but it's quicker, it's less intensive. Uh, but we're all working through that, the structure and the collaboration to really allow us to focus on making something that feels personal for a personal brand.
0: That's incredible. And so I can assume that most of the clients that you're working with have been in their careers for a little while. They probably started out, maybe bought a template online, created their website themselves, and they really at this point know who they are. They know who they want to work with. And I think that one thing that makes you so unique as a designer is that Your background, I mean, like you said, from age three onward, you've just really had this keen sense of beauty and sense of place and hosting. And I mean, in a way, your online space is the way that you host people that visit you as a brand. And I think what makes you so special is that not only are you a great designer, but for many of your clients, myself included, you're also actually their ideal client. And that is so unique that you're able to bring that perspective that's something you've really just cultivated throughout your entire life and your entire, you know, go from girlhood to womanhood. And I think that that all kind of culminates in the fact that last year, you and your husband, Harrison, threw a absolutely epic three-day destination anniversary party on the Amalfi Coast. I think that especially with your clients that are wedding creatives like myself, they, to be honest, dream of working with clients like you, Monica. And, you know, being a part of that and really seeing your creative process, seeing how much thought and intention went into creating this. Incredibly one of a kind event was really, really inspiring. And I would love if you could tell us a little bit about what made you and your husband decide to plan this event and how you ended up picking the destination. Absolutely. So we actually started planning our 10th anniversary
1: the day after our wedding. We got into the car, headed for the airport, and turned to each other, and we're like, okay. How soon can we do this again? And Harrison said, "Like I don't know, five years." And I was like, "I don't know. That doesn't seem long enough. We, like we kind of have to earn it, right?" So <laughs> we're like, "Maybe ten years. Let's do it. Let's do ten years." So that's really when we decided. That's set. We're gonna celebrate our tenth anniversary. We want to do this again. We didn't know where, and we didn't know who would be coming, but we did start telling a few people pretty early on. Kind of like this tenth anniversary thing is happening prepare yourselves, mark your calendar 2022. I don't want to hear that you have plans because (laughs) you're coming. And let's see, we kind of kept it, you know, of course, on the back burner in our minds for years. And about five years after our wedding is when we did our summer in Europe. And The Amalfi Coast was actually our last stop. We were there for two weeks, and it was our first time there. We absolutely fell in love with the whole area, and it was such an incredible time, just the two of us. But we did just keep wishing that we had friends with us. Everything we were doing, I mean, you know, we're going to the beach in Positano, taking a boat around Capri, and we're like, wouldn't this be so fun if our friends were here? And it just felt like getting a big group of friends together for just a trip is like kind of difficult, coordinating people's schedules and everything. And if there's not something to rally around, it's just more difficult to get everyone on board. But we figured if we made this our anniversary party, our 10th anniversary, then they have to come because they already know what's happening. So that's kind of how we brought those two things together.
0: That's amazing. And I know that when you first started thinking about this idea, France was also in mind. You guys were thinking about other locations in Italy. You you know, fell in love with a lot of places when you were on this incredible three-month summer abroad experience, the two of you. So what I know that you said really the Amalfi Coast was where you were last. You fell in love with it. What made you decide that was where you wanted to have the event when really the sky was the limit and you were looking at locations all over France and Italy when you first began?
1: That's true. Amalfi Coast was always the idea. But when we started actually looking at venues, we opened it up to France too because our original vision was to have it in a villa and have everyone stay at the villa together and spend a lot of time, you know, just kind of hanging out but maybe go out for a dinner, go out for boating around Capri and have our main event there at the villa. So we started looking for villas and kind of expanded it all around the the Terranian Sea. And in the end, it, France is generally a little more our speed, <laughs> but it really came down to that feeling on the Amalfi Coast. And I mean, just the mythic landscape and this sort of vision we had had of being there, but with friends. And it just felt so incredibly fun to us. And by the time we were choosing venue, we had already kind of adopted fun as being a guiding principle for this event for us. It was really about fun and color. Our wedding 10 years ago was all about being classic and warm. And this was all about being as fun as possible and as colorful as possible. So for location, it really came down to that the Amalfi Coast felt a lot more fun. So it had to be it.
0: I love that. <laughs> and I mean, we'll talk about it in a little bit. You, got, you thought of so many incredible ways to really fuse that throughout the experience. But I think it's really unique that before you even decided on your destination, you already knew how you wanted it to feel. I think oftentimes people are very much just thinking about how an event will look and they're not always taking into consideration how it's going to feel. And I think that's so powerful that that was really what you knew you wanted because obviously, yes, the Amalfi Coast was the absolute perfect choice for that. So once you finalize the Amalfi Coast as your destination, what was the rest of the process of planning the anniversary party like?
1: Yes, we, let's see, it was probably about two years in advance, we started thinking like, okay, we have to actually start planning this (laughs) and making it real. Uh, For a destination event, using a planner with experience in destination events was absolutely a must. I was not going to try DIY planning an event in another country. (laughs) Not at all. So we... Knew we were definitely going to be using a planner we also already knew obviously that we would be working with you and you had recommended rachel ellen events who we brought onto the team she handled planning and also the flowers oh my goodness her flowers were incredible and a big big part of that colorful aspect of the event and hmm, let's see we when we moved on from the villa vision We looked at many other places still to have the event all across the Amalfi Coast, uh, Positano, Sorrento, Capri. And we settled on Ravello in part because it's just so serene. And actually, I don't think any of our friends had been to Ravello before because it's not one of those like must-hit spots on the Amalfi Coast. It's a little bit more niche. And instead of being this like bustling beachside city, it is this high, clifftop, quiet, stunning place. I mean, no wonder so many legendary affairs happened there. We were so excited to take our friends somewhere that they probably wouldn't go otherwise. And of course, I mean, a Belmont hotel is just such an incredible hotel, such an incredible brand. It was an easy choice and felt like the best fit for us up there.
0: Amazing. And by the way, everybody, Rachel actually was interviewed on episode one. So make sure you listen to that too. And I know that you know when you decided on the Bellman Hotel Caruso – a lot really fell into place for you. At that point, you found the location that would really create that feel. You had decided to work with Rachel who handled obviously all of the logistics, the planning, the design, florals, which is incredible to have somebody that can really take Multiple elements and execute them all simultaneously under one umbrella. How did you? So, I know that you worked with a really amazing stationer who I believe is, you know, can be a little bit challenging, honestly, to even hire because he is a very, very exclusive experience. So, how did you end up deciding to? Can you tell us a little bit more about him and what that process was like?
1: Yes, so as a former stationer, I was very torn about the stationery. I was like, do I do it myself? Like basically come out of stationery retirement to make my own stationery? Do I hire someone? I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. We actually ended up using a website for a lot of our, cl- of course, um, for a lot of our client, I mean client, my goodness, guest communication, just for getting out like practical details of the weekend, the itinerary of the weekend so they can pull it up on their phone. We ended up doing web for a lot, but then for our actual paper, um, we did use some hand marbled stationery for personal notes. We had such a small group that we were able to do like handwritten notes for a few of the things like in welcome bags, which was so much fun. Uh, but for our main event, for our place cards and our menus, we were able to work with Bernard Meisner, who I absolutely love. I think I bought my first piece from him in about 2014 at Bergdorf's. And so it was a complete dream to work with him. We had his more traditional, really embellished, beautiful calligraphy for the menus. And then for the name cards, which all of our guests took home, we did his kind of more quirky, whimsical calligraphy in like a bright chartreuse green, which was so, so much fun to do. And he was great to work with. We had a Zoom and talk through everything. And Rachel's team went and picked up the stationery uh, from Bernard. And oh, it was so much fun.
0: Oh, it was beautiful too. It was absolutely beautiful. So I know some of your guests had 10 years to prepare to be coming to Italy with you. But for the ones that maybe hadn't, how did you communicate everything with them? Once you had the dates, once you had the venue, once you had the overall itinerary, I know you said a lot of it was done via web, which makes perfect sense given that you are such an incredible web designer. So what was that experience like?
1: The very first thing we did was send out a kind of landing page website that was just kind of like, these are the dates, this is where it is. Yeah, sort of save the date, I guess. And what we did was kind of kept updating that as we had more information, because it was things like we were looking at all different venues, which meant all different dates. And we were coordinating with your calendar and Rachel's calendar and our calendar. <laughs> and there was a lot of moving parts until we really got it settled. So it just kind of grew and grew with more and more information about what was happening and where we would be and who they could contact to book their rooms and flights. And so really our guests were planning their trip while we were still planning the event kind of simultaneously, which made web a really good fit because they could update things as we needed to. And that eventually grew to a full page website that gave kind of an overview of the weekend, all the details that they needed, their RSVPs, Um, We had all of that sent out to everyone, but we still wanted to do an invitation, but we didn't really need an invitation because everyone already knew. So uh, what we ended up doing was sending out engraved champagne bottles to all of our guests. Another benefit of having a very small group made this very feasible and just sort of an official, you know, by the way, you're, you're officially invited to what you're already coming to. (laughs) Um, and so, so fun to send those with our little monogram for the event that was throughout the website and a few of the other paper goods and yeah, just our our champagne bottle had our monogram and said, meet us in (laughs) Ravello. And, I know a lot of our guests, you know, some of them pop the champagne right away and we're like, oh, we're celebrating. Others saved it until they got home. I think others might still be saving it because they want to keep the
0: bottle forever.
1: But, you know, you can drink the champagne.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's such a beautiful way, I think, to really create that excitement and to just give them a hint of what was to come. That was really the first physical experience that they had with The weekend in Italy. And I know for you and your husband, really creating a unique experience, creating kind of a once in a lifetime experience, not just for you both, but also for your guests, was really, really important and one of the reasons that you decided to create this destination event. So, can you tell us a little bit about the different events that you planned each day in Italy?
1: Absolutely. We had three days with everyone together. And we started the first evening with a welcome party. And while we were thinking about the whole weekend, we were kind of circling around the idea of uh, if we were going to be in Ravello, having something in Positano. And then around the idea of vintage cars. We're like, it's so a multi-coast, but how could we do it? Like, are we going to go on an excursion? Like, what are we going to do? And we finally put them together and realized that if we're staying in Ravello and we went to Positano for the welcome dinner, we could use the vintage cars to get there and another way that we made things a a little more fun is we kept probably about half of what we had planned from our guests so they didn't know what was happening we told them that evening to just meet us at the bar that beautiful terrace bar at the caruso and they knew that from there we were going to dinner but what they didn't know is that after we sat down and caught up and had a toast together. Rachel and her team would lead us out of the bar down to the street where there were a fleet of vintage Fiats waiting for us in all different colors. And her team also passed out Polaroid cameras that we had for everyone. So everyone had a minute to do the photo shoot that, you know, everyone wants to do in Italy with the colorful Fiat. And then we all got to take that gorgeous drive along the coast. Uh, you know, from Amalfi all the way to Positano. We stopped for photos along the way too. And then we made it to Positano just in time for Sunset.
0: Oh my gosh. That's incredible. (laughs) And I mean, I know that that element of surprise that you provided, A, your friends and guests just trusted you so much that they love you. They want to come celebrate you in Italy and they know as long as they get there, you will have everything taken care of. And I think that is so incredible that you really kept so much of it to be unfolding as the weekend progressed. So- The next day, it was all about boating. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. This was the
1: specific thing we had been dreaming of since our first visit in Amalfi. That was really the most like, oh, we just wish there were more than two of us here on this boat. <laughs> so we absolutely knew that was non-negotiable. Boating to Capri was definitely going to happen. The only debate was if we could all fit on one boat or if we needed to. Uh, and we ended up needing two. We had those like gorgeous vintage wooden Gozo boats, I think they're called. Gozo. Someone's going to crack my Italian. <laughs> But we we all went down to the marina together, got on our boats. We boated straight to Capri, um, where we actually got off the boats and everyone had some free time in Capri. I personally headed straight to Hotel Caesar Augustus uh, for that iconic terrace and view over Capri. And we made our way back down to the marina. Everyone met up a few hours later. We took one of those open air taxis back down from Anna and we all got back on the boats and spent the rest of the afternoon going a little bit around the island. We went to a few grottos and we found a beautiful cove to swim in. Oh, it was just, it was so much fun. And after that, we all piled back onto the boats and headed back to Ravello during the sunset and with a very good playlist that Molly brought (laughs) (laughs)
0: Definitely full-service experience, brought the Italian La Dolce Vita playlist. (laughs) And I remember you also provided your guests with beautiful Turkish towels that they all had their names embroidered. I mean, so there were just so many special little elements throughout the entire weekend like that that you put so much Thought and intention into that. I mean, now they all have their towels back home, and every time that they bring them to the beach, to the pool, they'll think of that incredible weekend in Italy.
1: Yes, and they were all different colors too. So, again, the boats were, you know, strewn with all different colors of towels, keeping everything as colorful as possible.
0: It was beautiful. And then, so on the third day, that was the big event. That was what brought us all to Italy. That was the anniversary party. So, can you tell us about that?
1: Yes. We left almost the entire day for everyone to, you know, sleep, go to the beach, go to the pool, uh, just have the day to themselves. We did tell everyone to be in their rooms by 4 p.m. And at 4.30, we had cocktails delivered and we played that same playlist again. (laughs) And we had cocktails delivered to their rooms with a note that said to meet us in the garden at, I think it was five o'clock. So we did that. And actually at that point, we were taking photos together with you. And I was so surprised when Rachel's team brought us cocktails with the playlist. I hadn't even thought of it, but it was so much fun to uh, be on the receiving end of my own plan (laughs) was just Beautiful day. So we headed down to the garden after photos. And there we had beautiful floral installation with some vintage furniture. And of course, I mean, the incredible view. I feel like you have to mention it. (laughs) And we had live acoustic music. We also had, let's see, of course, cocktails. We had flowers in all the cocktails. It's like, I need every drink to have a flower in so we had that we also had a wearable flower station I know we'll get into fashion a little bit later but there were already florals involved in the fashion and I wanted everyone to be able to come in and kind of tuck one into their lapel or into their hair or I mean braid a flower crown if they want to but really just kind of like in how to lose a guy in 10 days where they have the diamond bar and they say ladies frost yourselves (laughs) A bit like that, <laughs> but flowers. <laughs> oh, let's see what else. Oh, my goodness. After after a while, we, we also had, you know, canapes, a few tables, and everyone was arriving and their fantastic, colorful black tie outfits. And let's see, then after a while, we sat down for dinner under the olive trees, which is just incredibly beautiful. The table was fantastic. <laughs> and let's see. Oh my goodness. Why am I forgetting what we did? By the time we finished eating, it was getting a little bit chilly and I thought it might. So we actually had blankets on all of the women's chairs um, because we don't have tuxedo jackets. So (laughs) we had all of those ready for everyone. Let's see. we We did a champagne tower before dinner, didn't we? You did. Yes. I forgot it was before dinner. We did a champagne tower together. We had two more engraved uh, Perrier Jouet bottles that we had sent out. We had two of them there with us that we used for the champagne tower, which was so much fun. And then after dinner, we did a cake cutting, although I think the main event of the cake cutting was the giant gold cold sparklers that we had going up behind us as we did the cake cutting so that was that was really fun. And after dessert, let's see, we had a little time for dancing, but it really was getting a little chilly and we had a couple space here those heating towers. And so we ended up moving the furniture all around the space heaters and everyone had their blankets. I think I had two blankets. <laughs> We just kind of ended up all sitting together, you know, finishing our drinks, finishing our cake, and kind of having an after party right there at the party because it was already, you know, we already were just the after party crew.
0: There were so many layers. I feel like every experience just really perfectly unfolded into the next. And having been there, I mean, I f- I can really attest to the fact that you created such a special environment and such a ex- special experience for your guests. It almost felt like we had all stepped back in time and into a movie. And I mean, I can't tell you how many times as your photographer, I heard your guests talking about, you know, we just can't believe that we're here. This doesn't feel real. This is so Monica and Harrison. And I mean, to me, that is what made it so incredibly special. And as we talked about a little bit already, the fashion, as expected, was a absolute high point of the anniversary party. Every single look that you had curated was absolutely exquisite. So I would love to know a little bit more about your process, how you selected the different looks for each of the events, because I think they really set the tone for the feel, the mood, the look of the entire weekend.
1: Of course, is one of my favorite things to (laughs) plan. What are we all going to wear? Let's see. For the welcome dinner, I had uh, one of our guests was my friend Jen, Jen of Sweet by Jennifer Dietrich. She is a designer, and her signature are these gorgeous patterned swing coats that she calls quick escape coats to throw over your shoulders and leave the party quickly. And as we as the welcome dinner was coming together with the fiats and the driving, I really just had a vision of having one of my favorite patterns ever, uh, (laughs) Schumacher Citrus Garden in a coat. And I decided to go for it as per usual and had Jen make it. We actually ordered the upholstery fabric itself and she worked with it. Thank you to Jen, who is an angel and made just a perfect swingy coat. And let's see, I paired it with my lemon headband which i had seen years ago at century girl vintage in new orleans and i didn't buy it then and i should have but thankfully they found another one for me that i bought while we were planning the event so i had you know like all the classic pieces in my mind because i had already envisioned what i should be wearing for this so it was just bringing it to life. That like queen of the Amalfi Coast lemon headbands, the Schumacher swing coat, my favorite print and so colorful. And of course, with the citrus, very Amalfi Coast. And then to finish it off, I had some flats from Margot. And you know, they do the little monogram. And so I had them do M and H for Monica and Harrison. On My Little Blue Fats, which was so much fun. It was so, so perfect. <laughs> Thank you. It was so, so fun. Let's see. And we
0: then for somewhere. Capri, it was Dolce & Gabbana, I believe.
1: Yes, yes. I. Which was also kind of inspired from our, our summer abroad when we were there. It was 2016. And the Dolce & Gabbana collection that year was very good. And when we were in Capri, like we, you know, came up the train up the hill and landed in the main piazza. And I got a little lemon granita and I looked around and I was like, oh, this is where you're supposed to wear Dolce & Gabbana. I get it. (laughs) So when we were going back, I thought it just had to be. And so I searched and searched for something from that 2016 collection because that is what had been in my mind. And I did find a dress from that collection, not my very most ideal one, but I mean, it was still so much fun to be able to wear that collection and bring it back to Capri where I had first envisioned it.
0: The attention to detail. I had no (laughs) idea that was from the special collection that you had Seen and fell fall in love with when you were in Capri. That is just incredible. And then, for the anniversary party, tell us about yes. your entire look because it was absolutely amazing. It was completely unique, but still so elegant, so classic, and so Monica.
1: Thank you. It was actually it took a lot to get there. I really wasn't sure what direction I wanted to go. I know I didn't want to look bridal but I wanted it to look really special and I was searching and searching for the right gown and nothing felt right. I really wanted something with floral, something colorful, but everything with like appliques, I don't know, just, it wasn't hitting right. And at one point I was like, well, I'll wait for next season stuff to come out. And then the next season stuff came out. And I was like, mm, no, <laughs> nothing, nothing was working out, but I just kept searching and actually what ended up being my inspiration was a vintage Dior gown that had the skirt encircled in live flowers. And I thought, oh, that's it. I'll find a dress and I'll put flowers on the dress. Real ones. And from there, I found this beautiful Francesca Miranda silver lame gown because another thing was trying to pick like which color should I do? And I decided to go metallic instead of a certain color because then I could do all the colors of the flowers on it. So that was it with the dress and once we had the dress the dress had this sort of like Grecian goddess vibe and I think you had actually posted something about someone with a wearing a tiara for their wedding and I messaged you and I was like do I need a tiara? I think I need a tiara
0: the answer was <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: the answer was yes so always, I got yes. A... <laughs> always a good idea. And I got a beautiful Jennifer Bear floral or kind of leaf-like tiara um, to wear and the coordinating earrings. And that was it. Besides that, it was, you know, everything was silver. I had some pink platform shoes to match Harrison. And then we had the live flowers that Rachel and her team attached to the whole back of the dress.
0: It was absolutely spectacular. The live – I believe they were clematis blooms and clematis vines that were crawling up the train of the dress. And it was just – I mean, it was a work of art and just, I think, fully embodied that feeling of fun and color that you and Harrison initially decided on. So – and I think personally that also I would love for you to tell us about your guest dress code because i think that was one of the most fun and unique elements of the entire weekend was how your guests ended up dressing.
1: Absolutely. So we wanted everything to be fun and colorful, but especially for the main event it definitely had to be fancy. So we set a black tie dress code, but our caveat was basically black tie but not black. Like we don't want to see anyone wearing a black tux or a black gown. And it was so much fun. And I think some people, (laughs) some people felt a little bit of pressure, especially at one point we learned that a lot of people all wanted to wear blue. And I was like, okay, okay, we need to not all wear blue. (laughs) Let's get some other colors in there, which we did. And it was fantastic. Everyone did so, so well. Black tie, but no black. It was Oh, it was just fantastic. Everyone looked so great. And even just being there in the garden with the view and seeing all those colors and everyone all dressed up was just a vision come to life. And it was so much fun to do. And
0: everyone did so well with it. They did such a good job. It was so incredibly fun and joyful to photograph. And I think that guests really do love having a fun and unique dress code. I think that I have seen actually that element, that fun, spirited, very, very interesting dress code, along with the idea of doing what you did and really embracing the idea of multiple days of festivities. I've seen those as really the two biggest trends actually in destination events. I think that it's something that just really can stretch the wedding or event from one day to not only the whole week, but also even the planning process for the guests to have to find the right look. It really starts the celebration early and I think just sets such a fantastic tone for what the whole weekend's going to be like. And I think. For one of the things that really stuck out to me, Monica, was after photographing your anniversary party, it made me think about how important it is for us to continually celebrate life's milestones and create moments of beauty and joy and fun and spontaneity throughout all of our years. I think that oftentimes so many of us invest so much of ourselves into planning our wedding. And then after that, all of a sudden life starts to get busy And next thing we know, it's moving by faster than we ever could expect. And I think that for me, that was such a big takeaway from that event that you planned, that you really created a moment that time felt like it stood still and that you and your guests and your lucky creative team that got to be a part of it with you will really cherish for the rest of their lives.
1: Thank you so much. I hope so. I think, you know, we we really do tend to do the things that we talk about together Harrison and I. I think at this point, I mean, we've been married for 10 years, we've been together at least 15 years, I think. And at this point is really a skill that we we have built together. And the things that we really value in life, I mean, some of them are, you know, traveling celebrating is definitely something we really value and especially doing those things with our closest people. That's always going to be worth it to go for it. I, just like anyone would, we have moments of like, are we really going to do this? And, and if we are really doing this, we need to like start doing it. Um, but at this point, I think we've learned that it, it is just always worth it to go for it. And that's what we did with our summer in Europe when we moved to New York each starting our own businesses at different points, pivoting in our careers and, and this event too. And I think I'm going to have to say, I have to give a little credit again to Nana and Bubba because they very much modeled that attitude for me, just going for it. You know, life is short. We should be doing the things that are important to us and going for the things that we want And seeing that modeled throughout my whole life really made it feel like it wasn't wild or impossible
0: to actually go and do any of those things. That's incredible. I think a lot of our listeners will hear about your anniversary party and see your photos. I can link them in the show notes and feel really inspired. So do you have any advice for couples that are looking to create a truly once-in-a-lifetime personalized destination event? Well, I'd say go for it
1: go for it and, and make it work for you. I mean, it doesn't have to be in Italy. It doesn't have to be five days long. It doesn't have to be a hundred people. What was it for us was in Amalfi coast with 16 people total, including us and three days long. It was perfect. I think it is never something that you will, you'll regret going for. I guess, as far as design, I really do love to set those kind of guiding principles, or like you said, how you want it to feel. And that's going to be a much better guide for you than, you know, a color palette or a, an inspiration board. And it's, it really does help me from there. If I set the feeling that I want an event or a trip, or a day to have, from there, I can really trust my own instinct that if I have that guiding me and I can from there choose what I want, measure it against whether it fits with that set feeling we have, Then I can trust that it'll all work out, even if the colors don't necessarily match or you have things from different eras or different style influences that once you bring it together with that cohesive feeling and it's all things that you personally like, that's going to make it fantastic. That's going to make it personal and that's going to bring it all together.
0: That is such great advice. (laughs) Monica, this has been such a pleasure. Where can we follow and learn more about you? Let's see. I'm on Instagram
1: at MFrancisDesign, C-I-S, not C-E-S. And my website is MonicaFrancisDesign.com.
0: Perfect. Monica, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing your inspiring story and vision. And thank you for joining us here on The Wedding Destination. Of course. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Molly. Thank you thank you all for listening to today's episode of the Wedding Destination Podcast. I'm Molly Carr and you can follow me on Instagram at Molly Carr Photography and the podcast at Wedding Destination Podcast. We hope you will leave us a five-star review on iTunes and join us next week for a new episode. We'll talk to you soon.